Welcome to the Penny and Pops podcast. He is not Spencer Penny Strode. I am Adam Pops Papa Giorgio. Penny unfortunately could not make the uh, LA trip, so I am doing this solo. But the Magic are 20 and 21. They just knocked off the hottest team in the NBA in the LA Lakers. I was there to witness it at Staples Center. It's the first time the Lakers have lost all season to a team under 500. We just ended their nine game winning streak. Let's go. Alright, I am operating on very little sleep right now. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know how my, my day one in, of this basically four-day trip to Los Angeles has gone. Uh, we'll, we'll, and then we'll, I'll get into the Laker game sh- here shortly. But uh, do you want to get rid of uh, get through a little bit of news that happened since the last podcast that Penny and I had last week? Uh, so the Magic applied for uh, disabled player exceptions for Al Farouk Aminu and Jonathan Isaac. It doesn't necessarily mean that neither can come back if they feel healthy enough to do so. Um, it seems like Aminu, though, is definitely out for the rest of the regular season. Um, you know, whether the you know the league hopefully will decide in the next few days. You know, who if they'll give any of the two ex- exemptions. Um, I doubt they'll give it to Isaac just because. You know, even though he'll he's going to be reevaluated reevaluated in March, doesn't mean that. You know he'll be able to play, but it doesn't mean he's out for the rest of the season. So, um, whereas Aminu, he suffered that terrible setback with his knee, and it's there's no telling when he'll be back and if he'll be back. And so, uh, you know, the Magic they are currently two and one on this West Coast road trip. Uh, it didn't go the way that I thought it would be when it came to them being two and one necessarily, but um, you know they began it. Uh, f- with a four-game cushion on the ninth, uh, you know, on ninth place when it came to, you know, you know, they had a one-game advantage over Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving comes back, and you know, the Magic by beating the Lakers tonight, uh, very late Wednesday night, they they now have a one-and-a-half game lead on the Nets for uh, for seventh seed right now. So we have the uh, the Jazz and uh, the Sixers to thank for uh, for beating Brooklyn. So, um, but as far as the ex- exception stuff goes with Isaac and Aminu, look, Aminu, you know, even if we get you know a four plus million dollar exception for him or whatever, you know, it does it doesn't necessarily mean that Hammond and Waltman will use it, um, especially when you got guys like Gary Clark and uh, and B J Johnson doing work. Uh, you may not need need to use those, uh, but we'll see how the magic uh, progress here. Because look, Isaac, kid's a stud. He's he's gonna probably be our best player uh, moving forward in the with in the very near future um, on both ends of the court. He's obviously our best defender. He would have made an all defensive team probably, and so it, it's just fascinating though to see that this magic team from a defensive perspective is better now than at any other point this season. They're they're back to basically what they were during that 22 to 9 run to uh to finish the uh the 18-19 regular season. And so 
We'll see how the magic, uh, you know, if the magic will get granted those exceptions by the league, and then if they'll even use it because the player pool for veterans is very, very low. Pretty much anyone that's worth a damn has already is already on a roster at this point. So, all right. Uh, so going into the road trip, you know, Phoenix saw it at uh, at Burton's down over at uh, at Thornton Park with a couple of buddies of mine, including Penny. Uh, just heartbreaking loss to Phoenix. Magic should have won the game. There were questionable calls late, and you know then there was back-to-back Booker, th- uh, you know uh, Devin Booker threes late. Um, you know the Magic didn't have Augustine. This was Josh Majet getting his first uh, backup point guard minutes. Majet had been signed basically to a 10-day contract um, since that game, and right before this Laker game, he uh, he got waived. I don't know if Majet is going to uh, to end up back in Lakeland. That would be my guess from a G League perspective because we do still hold his G League rights. But um, not having a a true backup point guard behind Markel Fultz with uh, Augustine and uh, and now no more Majet is and with Michael Carter Williams still out, you would think that's a very perilous thing. But we'll uh, we'll get to that soon. But um, you know, with the Phoenix game. Aaron Gordon was out as well. Uh, he had calf tightness in uh, another leg, not related to the Achilles heel situation. So I'm I'm still petrified for potentially devastating long injury with him. But uh, it it wasn't an issue against the Lakers tonight. Um, and then uh, you know going back to Phoenix, getting lucky with some officiating calls. Vooch got screwed basically in the two minute report where. They were basically, uh, you know, the Magic had two plays that went against them that definitely most likely cost them the game and gave it to Phoenix. Water is wet. Not the first time this season, unfortunately. But it's a game you, the Magic probably didn't think they were going to win going in. Um, that Phoenix team is very good at home. And, you know, they, 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 find, they find ways to, to go at anyone that's not full strength, it seems like. But... You know, the Magic lost that game to Phoenix, and then you kind of turn uh, to the Sacramento game on uh, on Monday night, and uh, thankfully Aaron Gordon did start. Augustine also played in that game. Uh, Nemanja Bialica was torching the Magic, specifically Kem Birch, who Kem can't play power forward, neither can Emil Jefferson. Uh, you know, the Kings really wanted – it was really, on both ends, a really high-tempo game. You know, the Magic had that 13-point lead at halftime. Um, you know, Nemanja Bialica was pretty much the only person keeping the Kings afloat with those 22 points. He would end up having a career-high 34 points um, as the Magic basically had a collapse late in that game and thankfully found a way to pull themselves ahead of it and win. Um, I still don't know how they did it, but, you know... Aaron Gordon had that and one game winner in front of his dad. Um, and we find out, I guess his mom couldn't make it because, um, you know, she was out there seeing uh, Aaron's brother, Drew Gordon, play. And uh, I guess she came back sick. So she couldn't see him in Sacramento. Hopefully when this road trip, with at least the western por- por- uh, portion of it, concludes in Golden State, mom can go visit then as well. But uh, AG's dad was very giddy once with Aaron getting that game winner. And... Um, you know, Evan 
Fournier, he uh, he might be taking our Christmas gift to heart because he he came up with a pass that I didn't think he would dish. I thought he was going to hoist it, and I mean, all those video replays of that final play kind of show Steve Clifford being unhappy with where that was going, which means any type of play that was drawn up was probably disregarded. Um, but Fournier, hell of a night scoring, and then he had that great uh, dish at the end there, and. He, you know, after the game, he got to meet his basketball hero, Mike Bibby. You know, he he wears number ten for two re for basically two people. Um, one is Mike Bibby, the other is uh, Zinedine Zidane, very very famous French soccer player. If you don't know who that is, uh, who's a legend, who's all of Algerian descent. So, um, good night for Fournier. Good night for the Magic. Cause had we had we not won that game, I could I would have told you we probably would have went winless on this road trip. But. Um, you know, with that win over the Kings, the Magic, based off of percentage points, did sneak in front of Brooklyn at the time. Um, and then after the Kings game, Magic waved Josh Majette. They signed Gary Clark. UCF, you know, UCF Knights fans would know uh, Gary Clark a little bit from his time with Cincinnati. Um, spent time with Houston and uh, Rio Grande as well, the G League team, and uh, clearly the Magic. Uh, also finally realized that the uh, Emil Kemberch uh, power forward experiment just does not work. Um, maybe in very small doses, like in this Laker game, Kem actually did okay at power forward. Like Kuzma was thankfully missing shots, and just his, his head doesn't seem to be in the right place, which it's fine. It benefited the Magic very much. Vic Law also signed that two-way you know, two contract with the Magic, and so... Um, it's, it's these minor moves that your typical Magic fan probably doesn't care about, but, uh, let me tell you, and, uh, we'll get to that Laker game here, here shortly, I promise, but basically I want to tell you kind of what made me come out here. Um, I wanted to see the Magic play this back-to-back against the Lakers and the Clippers, because it's kind of one of those rare situations where you can get two two magic games in one city that's not orlando and so um apparently this was the second time in team history that the magic are playing the lakers and the clippers in a road back-to-back the only other time was back in the 1990 season a uh, 1990 1991 season so it's the magic second season in existence um so i uh, originally I, I i bought uh i, I got 300 and $20 ticket from Delta back in, gosh, this might have been as soon as the schedule dropped in like late August, early September. I didn't wait. Um, th- and thankfully I didn't because the, f- the flights never got that friendlier. Um, but I woke up at 3.20 in the morning Eastern time for this 6 a.m. flight uh, that, that, you know, five and a half hours going against the grain. Um, you know, I arrived in, uh, in LA at 8.30 in the morning, but um, I do have TSA pre-check, and I, I probably should, uh, should have slept in probably till 4. I, I easily could have got away with that because uh, I, got, I, I even checked the bag, and I got through TSA at 4.30 in the morning. But uh, let me tell you, TSA pre-check, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have. Even if you only fly maybe twice a year, it's honestly worth the cost. That it, that it would be to you, but... Um, Delta usually very clutch with the uh, amenities, not so much on this flight. Uh, on the on this Boeing 757, I guess it was older than I thought it was gonna be because 
the TVs for most of the people in the cabin just were not working. And then so, which it's okay because I, I, I needed to sleep badly. I basically got two hours of sleep Tuesday night. It's late Wednesday right now. So, um, you know, I need to catch up on some sleep, but, uh, you know, I, I enjoy listening to podcasts. So I ended up actually grab again, like a, maybe an hour nap, but I was listening to, to podcasts like, uh, the no dunks podcast, uh, which used to be the starters fellas over there in Atlanta. Um, I listened to the magic pod squad, which had a pretty nice midway recap episode. I, I enjoyed that. And then um, I listened to Binge Mode's uh, Star Wars series. So, you know, I, I, I like The Ringer all of a sudden now a lot. So um, I used to hate Bill Simmons for the majority of my life. And now, like the past two years, I love Bill Simmons now. Or at least I love listening to him. Boston Bill type homerism stuff, not so much then still. But uh, I, I like what Bill Simmons does. And I like uh, some of the guests he brings on anyway. But um, one of the really annoying parts of that that flight though was uh one of the overhead compartment bins was just squeaking at random um no one could figure out how to stop it or you know maybe where specifically it was we just knew it was like in the overhead bin area but um thankfully i was able to drown it out with my earphones and uh i felt bad for anyone that didn't have any way to drown out that squeaking noise because having to listen to that for about five and a half hours would not have gone well for anybody but Flight overall was fine. I, I'm not a, a, a great flyer. I'm very uneasy about it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, you know, I just I don't like flying. I love traveling. Best way to travel is to hop on a plane. So I'll, I'll still hop on a plane. But um, now it's fine. A little bit of turbulence here and there, some bumps, but nothing, nothing bad. Um, I always get the window seat. I just like looking outside, um, seeing the horizon or seeing like the towns and whatnot or the uh, topography below me um it's great so um i do appreciate that during the magic pod squad jeff turner again uh reconfirmed that uh he does not lean back in his chair on a flight like the majority of the time and i'm kind of with him on that I just, I, it, when you lean back, there you just limit so much space from that person that's behind you that you're really a, a dick for doing it. Um, maybe like you know a few inches back, that's fine. But like when you're going full extension back, you're you're really a prick. So um, this is my second time ever in Los Angeles. The first time was, uh, gosh, was it 2015? It was uh, the first time Orlando City was uh, playing the C- uh, playing Seattle in Seattle, and uh, gosh, Penny, my and several of my buddies were in a Chevy Tahoe that started up in Seattle, and for like nine days we would we went down all the way to uh, you know Portland, San Francisco, L.A., and ended in San Diego. So that was fun. We stayed on Sunset Boulevard. I'm staying in Sunset Boulevard now. I'm on like a 10th floor of like this beautiful apartment hotel loft thing that um, has views of just about, I, I have a, like a, a, at least a 180 degree view basically of the LA skyline. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, smoggy weather, not a great airport LAX. It, it looks very old and not in like a charming old way like Seattle's does or whatnot. Um, 
it's it's a little weird that it's colder here in Los Angeles than it is in Orlando. I think Orlando when I left it was like it was supposed to it was basically high 80s, low 60s. Here it's high 60s, low 40s, and uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's but um, you know I, I rented a car just for the day because I even just to uh, today I you know I, I wanted to check out a few places that wouldn't be within metro or walking distance. So I kind of went out towards uh, like USC's campus a little bit, um, but particularly I just used it because I did a taping of the Prices Right today, and um, I've been wanting to do this my whole life. Any Greek kid that that ha- grew up with grandparents or, or or parents, you know, had probably the Prices Right on when they were at home um, on a school day or something. So um, the Prices Right's like a rite of passage if you're growing up in that situation, but. Um, even you know now, now that Drew Carey's settled in for several years now, he's he's gotten really good at it. And um, Bob Barker's going to be Bob Barker the legend, but I think Drew's doing a pretty good job now. And uh, yeah, so I attended a taping of the show. I I knew going in that I, it was highly unlikely I wouldn't get picked because I was going by myself. Had I had like a, somebody else, Penny, looking at you. Now I'm I'm kidding. But yeah, if I had, if I was with like an actual person or a group of people, then you know I probably would have gotten picked. Instead, um, I basically was temporarily adopted by this uh, family from Minneapolis. Most of them were Minneapolis. Some were like from Seattle or LA already. But basically, it's like a six-person group. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good thing too because basically these tapings take five hours. Um, you know, I got here at 1 a 1 p.m. local time to the Price is Right, um, and then you, it, the whole you know, the interviews and then the taping itself of the show went didn't end till about six o'clock. Um, thankfully, right before that, I fueled up really well with uh, this uh, hickory burger that was absolutely amazing at this place called the Apple Pan, uh, the Apple Pan. It's a cash only place. It's basically got like a 1940s, 1950s vibe to it. They even like dress differently like you would if you worked at like a fast food restaurant back then. But um, it's amazing that hickory burger and I would recommend anybody in the area to, to go to that. It's, it's like about a nine to ten dollar burger and it's it's awesome. But uh, Price is Right. So I don't want to reveal too much about the show, but basically it was episode 8,995, which is absolutely insane that it's go- it's been going on for that long. But um, my this episode that I was on uh, will air January 24th, and I, I guess it was it's Music Week. It was representing Music Week, so uh, because of the Grammys being right around the corner and Megan Trainer, the singer, the performer, you know, Megan Trainer, she was there the whole time, doing, you know, participating in in almost all the prize games, almost. Um, and so that was pretty cool. She had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I I've seen <laughs> there was some other weird stuff that happened that you know I'll leave it to to you guys watching it. There was like a gender reveal. And uh, I'm not a big fan of those at sporting events, and I wasn't the biggest fan of it there at the Price is Right. But whatever, you gotta fake it there. It is you have to be you have to be happy whether you are happy, you know. Um, but now it, it's a fun experience, and uh, I would definitely do it again because I, I got a feeling that I, I will I would get picked next time for sure. 
Um, but The Price is Right, it's just an amazing show. It's, you know, how many shows exist that give out that much in prizes and money and whatnot. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a fun experience. And, you know, if you got the five hours to spare, do it because you never know what could happen. And you might end up meeting some new friends. So, um, all right, Laker game. Uh, so, I spent a hundred bucks on a Laker ticket, uh, and same thing with the Clippers. Um, you'll see from my photos um, at the Clipper game that it, my seat, my seating situation will be a lot better as far as being closer to the action. But uh, it's one of the few times when it comes to this Laker game where it was actually cheaper to buy the ticket off Ticketmaster than some of the uh, the secondary uh, websites. And so, you know, I was up in the upper bowl. It was like section 303, uh, row two, seat five or something. So I was at least close from a upper nosebleed section. Um, Staples Center, once you walk up to it, and it was still smoggy. Like I, there was like an air quality warning or whatnot going on too with my, with my phone. Um, I guess people don't worry about that stuff too much out here, but I was just a little skeptical. Um, but... Staples Center, when when you walk up to it, well, first off, I thankfully was able to park for only 10 bucks because there was a lot of $30 lots. And so um, I was able to park within two blocks of, this, of the stadium for uh, for 10 bucks. So, um, but once you walk up to Staples Center, I mean, it's it's a, obviously it's a Laker fan crazy town show, um, but it's still a, it's a very eye-catching facility. It's, pro, it's probably much better in the day, but even at night, I mean, it's it's a nice building still, and I guess they're celebrating 20 years of it now. Um, one of the uh, so I had to f- so I had to fuel up because uh, basically because the Price is Right taping went from one to six, I was very thankful this game tipped off at 7:30. Otherwise, I probably would have missed tip because I, I got into Staples Center at seven, and then I immediately went to uh, this uh, Ludo Bird uh, stand where they have this absolutely amazing. Uh, fried chicken, uh, white meat sandwich, uh, spicy. And I mean, you get spicy or not spicy, but the spicy isn't that that spicy. And and look, I mean, at an arena, food's expensive. I think the burger, uh, I think the yeah, the the sandwich cost um, even with the ten percent off by using an American Express card. I think a sandwich still costs like eleven or twelve bucks. And then on top of that. They charge you five dollars and fifty cents for Dasani water. If you wanted an actual like so, fa- uh, fountain soda drink, like a Fanta or something, that would have cost you seven. So that's clearly liquids is where they plan on making most of their money. Because um, thankfully that that uh, that sandwich was way way better. It, w- it was just awesome. It, it was worth it. It was worth paying the twelve bucks for it or whatever. So um, I fully recommend that if you're at Staples Center, eat that burger or eat that sandwich. Um, so on to the game. DJ Augustine was out. He re-aggravated his knee in Sacramento, and um, you know, there's no Fournier. He uh, he hopefully will play against the Clippers. Um, you know, looking at at it, MCW was still out, so it was just kind of weird that we just let Josh Majet go. And it's like, okay, Markel Fultz, you're the only true point guard we got because there's no MCW and there's no Augustine. Uh, it would end up being point guard by committee. Uh, Wesuwandu would play some backup point guard, but then so would Aaron Gordon, and it ended up working out pretty well. They they shared the ball quite nicely, and uh, 
Yeah. Um, early on, uh, well, thankfully to the Lakers, uh, they they didn't have Anthony Davis, so uh, they still had LeBron, but they didn't have AD, and uh, you know Kim Birch still had to start at power forward, so he had to guard uh, Kyle Kuzma early on. Thankfully, Clifford, uh, he did a good job coaching tonight. Absolutely. He he threw in both B.J. Johnson and Gary Clark in the first quarter, which that caught me off, off guard quite a bit there. But more importantly, he called timeouts in stretches where he really needed to call timeouts, be it to just come up with a nice offensive play or just try and stop the Lakers' momentum because this was definitely a game of runs where, I mean – you know, Quinn Cook and uh, and Troy Daniels were just feasting off off the off corner three pointers. It seemed like. I mean, there's a reason why LeBron just went absolutely berserk from from a stat perspective. I mean, LeBron had 19 assists. Thankfully, he shot terribly because uh, Aaron Gordon played amazing defense on him. But um, you know, it wasn't a great game for Vooch on both sides. Like he let JaVale McGee get 14. Dwight Howard almost had a double double. He had nine and 16 points. Um, but I mean, their bench of Daniels cook and even, uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. I mean, they combined for gosh, 56 points at just those three guys. I mean, it's the Magic are very fortunate to have won that game because, well, Markel Fultz had a triple-double, his second career triple-double, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, the bench really came up you know, big time. But Aaron Gordon, including you know the uh, the Sacramento game, now this is two straight games in a row. Her, he's kind of looking like Sean Marion, where he's he's doing a lot, a little bit more of the dirty work. He's just getting to the to the hole. He's cutting. Uh, you know, he had to play some backup point guard tonight, so obviously he he, he had to do a little bit of uh, improvisation, which is fine. But I mean, he's just going back to to taking advantage of his uh, his advantages, and that's what he needs to do. So, um, Vooch did end up with 19 points. He he hit some some clutch shots late. He he he's, he found a way to go from having an absolutely awful game to all right, Vooch, you hit some big shots late. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't get burned too bad after that late by uh, either McGee or, uh, or Dwight. So, um, but Wes Uwandu has been the real revelation. Ever since Isaac went out, Wes has been getting those consistent minutes that he really needs to thrive. And he's come through. He's, he's, he had 19 points on the evening. And, oh, man. The bench also was just, was just very important for the Magic. You had... Terrence Ross with 15, and then even Mobamba, he he had 11 rebounds, which is the important thing. The five points is it, it's deceptively quieter than than it should be. He he really he had a, a solid game overall, and I mean, what can you say about P.J. Johnson and Gary Clark when you got P.J. Johnson getting nine and uh, Gary Clark contributing 10 points? Gary Clark, I don't know if he even had a, pra- a chance to practice more than once. And here he is having a great night, and he might keep getting turned loose. We'll see. Uh, it's just we, we might we'll see against the, the Clippers because it's gonna be a very uh, very tired group of Magic guys because we're basically halfway through the road trip. We're also halfway through the season because again we're twenty and twenty one. So I understand the hype with the Staples Center. I mean the way they have the mood lighting and just you know it's it, it's a really cool place to see a basketball game. 
The 300 level, though, the 300 level, though, is is definitely on the cramp side. Um, there's uh, there's some difficulty maneuvering it if if those games are sold out, which typically they've been sold out because the Lakers are are the best team in the West. So, um, I I, po- I was able to post a uh, record and post some videos on Twitter of just kind of the game atmosphere and um, everybody was very respectful around me, no issues. Um, not that I I, sh- I should talk much, but um, it everyone's very kind around me and a lot of them were just very confused at how this met you know at some of the players on the magic and then how were the magic actually beating them um because the magic got off to an awesome start um you know bj johnson comes in he's getting dunks off of steals uh you got um alex caruso basically got taken out by Bo- Mo Bamba. i mean the Caruso reactions are even louder than what LeBron gets. I mean, people love that guy. And, um, you know, Gary Clark, I had already mentioned, checked in that first quarter. He's wearing that number 12 jersey, which was mostly known for Dwight. And it would have been interesting to see what his thought process was seeing that we just gave Gary Clark number 12 again. You know, it, it, I guess it would have been different if it was Tobias Harris because he's much more talented. But this this guy's different, so... Um, it, it would have been fascinating to see that, but I mean the Magic—they they pounced on the Lakers early. They got up to double digits um, early in the second quarter, and then um, again, Lakers are just getting confused that you know who, who the heck are these guys? You know, I mean, Mo Bamba's like out hustling everybody, and it's it was just there, you could hear murmurs within Staples Center. It was very very fascinating. Um, the uh, Gosh, LeBron didn't even score until like 8:45 to go in the second quarter. He ended up with the six, with the 19 points. But Aaron really did a good job of making sure LeBron didn't get going. That he had to get other guys going. And I mean, for Frank Vogel's side, I mean, when you got Troy Daniels and uh, and uh, Quinn Cook doing what they did, I mean, it's 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 tough to fight those nights sometimes. But the Magic found a way. You, you had situations where Markel would drive to the hole, and he even like bullied LeBron on one opportunity, which was clean. Um, you know, the Magic were up seven at halftime, even though the Magic were up by a lot more early on. Overall, you, just, you, you can't really complain. You're going up against the best team in the West. Um, but Vooch is just struggling. Um, even in that third quarter, uh, one dude had to really just ball out. Um, you know, he, he had he has a new career high. He had, he got it qu- pretty quickly in that third quarter too. Aaron had some just absolutely ridiculous dunks tonight, including the, the you know the self pass uh, off the backboard one that Tracy McGrady made famous. I mean, the fan, the Lakers fans just couldn't stop like ooing and aahing on that one. They they were really impressed by by him on that. Um, I mean, late in the ball game, it's you know, Vooch is starting to figure stuff out. He, he put the Magic briefly up 199, then he got like a goaltend in his favor to put the Magic up 108, 106 with about two minutes left, and then Aaron just gets a, another just insane dunk. This one for an and one, and I mean, then you get like a Vucevic three pointer as Nick's showing up late in the contest as well, and you're up four with less than a minute to go. And it, it's just a really great showing from the Magic. And now you're kind of almost playing with house money, at least against the Clippers. You definitely want to win against Golden State, and then hopefully, um, 
you know, the meeting against uh, Charlotte isn't like a schedule loss. So if I, you know, if I go, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be okay on that. But but that's it. I'll I'll end it there. Hopefully, uh, we we have success against the Clippers, and uh, I'll have to come out with another dispatch post uh, posting basically for the pod. But uh, we appreciate you listening to another episode. Please subscribe and give us a wonderful rating, uh, and then tweet at us any questions and feedback that you may have. Uh, my uh, my Twitter handle is at Papa Giorgio MBO. Uh, Penny's Twitter handle is at Spencer Strode. No C's involved with that. And with that, go Magic. Take care and just win. Get out the way, get out the way.